everybody, and welcome back to the Free Kick Episode 2. I'm your host, Martino Puccio. Alongside me is Gio Cozzolino. We're back from international break, finally, and I know a lot of you betters, a lot of you soccer, football fans are just over the moon about this because, let's face it, international break, as fun as it could be sometimes for betting, it isn't that great in terms of watchability. So, in terms of watchability, we're going back to the Premier League, Sheffield United, Manchester United, not the greatest in terms of watchability, but in terms of betting, gambling, getting all these numbers out there. This one is going to be interesting because it's a depleted offensive attack of Manchester United alongside a top defense so far in the Premier League with Sheffield United. And Gio, I mean, this matchup right here is, is really going to scream the under. There's not going to be that many goals in this. I think if we're going to see a goal scorer, it'll be Marcus Rashford. But well, what are you looking forward to in this game? Do you think it's going to be a defensive battle? Absolutely. I think it's going to be defensive the, the whole way through. You mentioned it before. Sheffield's a newly promoted side, but they've been pretty good. They've allow, allow, allowed the second least goals in the league with just nine, uh, I believe, just behind Leicester. So they've done very well defensively, but they don't really score goals. They've only scored 13 goals. But Manchester United has also uh, been kind of low on the scoring side, only 16, so not far apart. And if you look at the standings, they're not that far apart either. They're only, I think, separated by one point actually in fifth and seventh. And Sheffield's above Man United. So if I was a better in this game, I'd probably go on the under for uh, minus 148, under two and a half. I, you'd be lucky if you get two goals in this game, I think, honestly, with the way things are shaping up to be. Um, I definitely like the under in this match. Yeah, I, I would agree with that too because simply, look, Manchester United, after they made all these sales of Romelu Lukaku, uh, you know, just getting him out of there, they never got a real replacement and they're relying on Anthony Martial switching positions going up top to the nine. Jesse Lingard hasn't really developed to the guy that they wanted. It's really just Marcus Rashford in, in my opinion there. But how about this for the money line? Okay, the draw is plus 220. And now I find that to be the most interesting simply because of the fact that Sheffield, they have a top defense, but they're not getting all three points all the time, right? If they're getting something, it's draws. And Manchester United at the same time, outside of Old Trafford, they're not really playing that great on the road, right? So to me, if I like something here, I would lean towards the draw here at plus 220. What do you think about that? I'm totally agreeing with you here with the plus 220 draw. That's actually what I was going to go for. In, uh, speaking of money line, I'm not too confident in Sheffield. Like you said, um, they have been getting a lot of draws. They've been undefeated in their last five, but um, two of those have been wins and three have been draws. And they have numerous draws already during this season, uh, during this short campaign that they've had so far. So I don't see you know, a win probably from them, but I don't, I'm also really not confident in Manchester United. I think plus 220 is a good value that you can get there. And like I said, 13 goals from Sheffield, so who are you going to really rely on for them to score any goals? Um, and like you said, for Manchester United as well, you have to rely on Rashford, you know, Martial, people like that with Pogba not playing uh, and McTominay being hurt recently. So their scoring threats are kind of out and just they're also just not gelling correctly. I feel like they haven't really gotten underneath themselves this, this season so far. They have one of the uh, five of their last seven in all comps. Um, but that doesn't mean that they're going to go away and play well against a defensive team like a Sheffield. So I'm not sure where you know I would stand in terms of Manchester United, but I'm confident in a plus 220 draw. I feel like you can get your value there with your money there, and you could even possibly parlay it with uh, the under, under 2.5, although parlays are hard as well to hit on. But um, a plus 220 draw is definitely what I'm feeling here. 
And it's also a little difficult to predict simply because there isn't that much history between these two teams because Sheffield United hasn't been up since the mid-2000s. Um, and that's when Cristiano Ronaldo was on Manchester United, for God's sakes. So that's why it's a little difficult to go off of that. Um, what do you think about even the under one and a half? I think that's, a, that's something that you can go with as well and probably get more value that way, like you said, a plus 205. Um, it's, it's definitely going to seem like a game where the, the, the one goal that scored first could be the one to clinch all three points. I'm still going to go towards the draw, and if that's the case, I mean, that could still be under one and a half because you can just mm -hmm. get a 0-0 zero, zero draw. It doesn't mean that there has to be a 1-1 you know, one, one draw. But I think I'm more confident in under two and a half, but you do get less value that way. I, um, I think that when you look at these two teams and you put them both on the field right, right now, in the condition they're in right now, uh, a draw is probably the, the uh, safer bet for me at least. Just because I don't, I don't know if I'm too confident in who's on the field for either team. It, it, the talent is there for Manchester United, but it's not the Manchester United of old. It's not like we're seeing Sir, uh, Alex Ferguson's team on the field. It's, it, those days I, it have seemed to come to an end and they're trying to rebuild to that. Um, but Sheffield has been tough. They've been a good newly promoted side. I think I'm going to lean towards a low scoring match. Yeah. I think I would actually want to lead towards Sheffield simply because of these days, like there's so many teams out there that really like they get shocked and, and frazzled by the fact that they're not able to beat clubs like Manchester United or Manchester City, Liverpool's of the world because history says that they never do that. They never pull off these upsets. But it's a different type of football these days. It's 2019. Clubs are getting smarter. There seems like Sheffield United that are playing great football coming up with this these top defensive battles. And I just think if you shut down Manchester United's offense, how else are they going to beat you? Because the chances are they're not going to do that unless it's some, you know, free kick or a corner kick, you know, a, a goal from, you know, a set piece. I, I just don't see this happening here. So I think if actually, you know, Sheffield is riding high on this magic, even, even though it's an international break and sometimes teams can lose that flair over the course of time, I can actually see Sheffield United pulling this off. And at plus 260, again, I think if I were to have to choose a winner in this, I think I'd go Sheffield. Yeah, I think that that's probably probably who I'd lean to also if you want a result, especially at home. And they've been better at home. I mean, they, they, actually, they, they've kind of split kind of these games. It's, it's kind of, they've been un unpredictable. They don't always win all their home games, um, but they do get results, whether it's a draw or not. But I think also with Sheffield, too, you have to think about um, that they're being newly promoted. They don't want to, I think, risk it too much. I feel like they want to be at the end of the season knowing, hey, I got a point against Manchester United. I can um, get a point against them later on in the year. So I think that's why you can get some value with Sheffield um, at, between the draw and the win. You can even do a draw, no bet. You can even mm -hmm. do a double chance. Uh, obviously, you'll get lower outs for that, but I definitely see your shout on, on the uh, yeah. Sheffield. Win. But I, but again, to your point about them just being okay with a draw, this one's also at home. And we know how well Manchester United typically play back at Old Trafford. If you have the chance to pick up three points against Manchester United, even though it's not a great Manchester United, I think you have to go for that, right? Because we see this all the time in Serie A, and we have, we have clubs that they take advantage of the points, like in Atalanta. They didn't think they were that great until they started believing in themselves. I think even though Manchester United is not a top team like that, if Sheffield were to pick up three points against them, it's just the mental fortitude, the mental aspect of saying, hey, we picked up three points against Manchester United. It doesn't matter if it's against Sir Alex Ferguson's Manchester United. It's that kind of team that 
we're going to have a good time, you know, winning three points. And, and it's something that the fans are into because the closer it gets to that point where they could pick up three points, I think it's going to be fantastic. So I think that's something to look out for there. I'm actually going to probably lean towards Sheffield United in terms of money line to win there. Plus 220 for draw, a draw for Geo. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS. WeatherTech.com. Proudly made in America. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631-800-961-3631-800-961-3631-800-961-3631-800-961-3631. The sun can make your outdoor deck and patio space so hot and uncomfortable you can't use it. But now there's the Sunsetter Retractable Awning. A Sunsetter Retractable Awning opens and closes in just 60 seconds, and it keeps your patio about 20 degrees cooler. It provides instant shade and protection from the sun's harmful rays. You can get your Sunsetter for as little as $5.99 when you call now to get your special $200 discount certificate and free awning idea kit. You're going to love your Sunsetter Retractable Awning. Sunsetter awnings are assembled in America and guaranteed to last for years. So call 800-869-5446 now to get a free awning idea kit with DVD plus your $200 Sunsetter discount certificate. This is a limited time offer, so call 800-869-5446 now. That's 800-869-5446 for your free awning idea kit with DVD and $200 discount certificate. There's no obligation, so call 800-869-5446 now. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Free Kick. I'm your host, Martino Puccio. We're going to be getting into some interesting matchups with our friends from AccuScore. First, we're going to be headed to Manchester City versus Chelsea. Chelsea has been playing great as of late. Tammy Abraham is on fire. Manchester City, not so much. They're kind of depleted in the defense. Do you see Chelsea winning this matchup outright? 
Yeah, Chelsea was uh, predicted fourth uh, generally before the season, uh, like in our simulations, and now they are third, so they've done a little bit better so far. Uh, Manchester City, on the other hand, has had a lot of struggles. They lost to Wolves at home, uh, Norwich uh, on the road, so um, they haven't been as dominant as we've probably grown to expect from them. Um, injuries to defensive players, massive problem against Liverpool. Um, Chelsea maybe not that good offensively as Liverpool was, uh, even with Tammy Abraham on fire, but uh, I'm sure that um, Manchester City will have some problems with their defence. Um, AccuScore simulations indicate City to win with 60% chance, so I would look for something to go for Chelsea or the, or the draw here. The last game between these two teams in Premiership um, about a year ago was um, quite a bit one-way street because uh, Manchester City won it uh, 6-0. And um, even though they are expected to to win this time, I agree with Tommy that uh, it might be better to place your bets uh, either for draw or, or Chelsea win because the value lies in those sides. Um, previously, AccuScore has been predicting these um, games uh, pretty well because uh, out of the last five matchups uh, between uh, City and Chelsea at uh, Etihad Stadium, uh, there has been value in four of those games, and, and uh, three of those have been correct. So, in practice, if you bet uh, 400 bucks for those uh, four games, uh, you would um, end up return of over 700. So, um, that's always something we want to do. All right, guys, should be interesting to see how Chelsea handles that and if Manchester City can survive to pick out three points against them. But sticking to this game, their defenses have been the woes, as we've highlighted earlier. Do you see this game hitting the over? Because it seems that these teams just can't stop the ball in front of them. They're very young, inexperienced, guys playing out of position. Tammy Abraham's on fire. Aguero, Raheem Sterling, all these guys are capable of putting multiple goals in the back of the net. How do you see this one playing out? Uh, for totals, um, the line in a pre previous meetings have been 2.5 and, and 3. Now it looks like it could be uh, 3.25 or, or 3.5. And um, there hasn't been too much value for the last few seasons um, in those um, total bets. So how do you see this time, Tommy? Will there be uh, value to, to go over again, for example, based on our last game that was 6-0 or, or will it be under this time? Yeah, neither team has uh, impressed in defense so far. Um, but we have to remember Manchester City has only allowed five goals at home, which is not a catastrophic number in any way. Um, Chelsea on the road, on the other hand, they've allowed 12 goals and scored 18. So that's 30 in total in six games, which is quite a lot. Uh, Manchester City at home have scored 19. So uh, if you go for the numbers and count the average from that, it would be 4.5 goals in a game. Um, but I don't think we go that far. Um, considering the stature of the game, it's very important for both of the teams. Uh, Manchester City has done quite bad lately, so they want to bounce back. And Chelsea, on the other hand, want to keep up their pace in the third place. Um, so it might be much more of a chess match this time than actually this sort of circus that we've seen a couple of times. Uh, in AccuScore simulations, though, uh, the goal total goes to exactly 4.0. 
which means that if the decent odds are available, I would go for over three and a half goals in this game. All right, hopefully that one is a great matchup with a ton of goals between City and Chelsea. Moving on now to Spain, Real Madrid and Real Sociedad. Real Madrid has been on fire in their past couple of games, especially in Champions League. Rodrigo getting that hat-trick against Galatasaray only at the age of 18. Gareth Bale still there, in Hazard rounding into form. Karim Benzema has found new life the past couple of seasons at Real Madrid. How do you see this one playing out? Do you see the team total for Real Madrid going over in this matchup? Um, on the other hand, then, on total bets, um, there has been a bit more value, but uh, many times the line has been either uh, 3.25 or, or 3.75. In some cases, even 4. So when you have value there and, and it lies next to the number like um, three or four, then it's usually push. And that has been the case in in last four years. So we have had value uh, in totals for four time and two of those have been pushes, one correct, one uh, wrong. So again, uh, very basic and, and standard results in accuracy point of view. But um, how do you see this time, Tommy? As Real has been scored uh, 15 goals in the last four games, uh, uh, will it be over as the current line is somewhere between uh, uh, 3.25 and, and 3.5? Or will it be more defensive uh, matchup? Yeah, they scored 15 goals, but we have to remember that uh... Uh, the opponents were Eibar, Leganes and then Galatasaray in the Champions League, which the Turkish side had pretty much given up already. So I wouldn't put too much emphasis on, uh, on the amount of goals scored. Um, also, Real Madrid was shut down by Real Betis um, in the meanwhile, and uh, they've allowed 23 goals overall. So go figure. Uh, it's interesting to see how, the, how their attack will work with a little bit better um, defense um, against Real Sociedad. Uh, I don't think that the spread will be a lot more than two goals, so that's a maximum for me. In the simulations, uh, Real scores only 2.1 goals, which is a bit surprising. Um, but as I said before, they allow only 0.91, so the most likely result be, will be 2-1 um, or maybe 2-0. Yeah, we'll see if Real Madrid can keep their foot on the gas there. But something that they've been able to do as of late has played great defense. Real Sociedad hasn't had a great time scoring goals as of late. Do you see Real Madrid keeping this to the under? Yeah, Real Madrid has now uh, climbed where they're supposed to be, so they're uh, close to the top of the league. Uh, a bit surprisingly, their defense has actually been better than the offense uh, comparatively what was expected of them. Uh, they have allowed only nine goals in 13 games, which is a good number. And um, Real Sociedad, on the other hand, they've also been playing pretty well their fifth now, which is pretty much where they were expected to be. Um, they have a really good forward trio in uh, Jose Villan, Mikel Oyarzabal and Porto. They've scored 13 goals between them. Um, and they're probably going to cause some problems to uh, Real Madrid's defense. Uh, that being said, um, it's unlikely, though, that they will be scoring a lot um, in the simulations. Uh, Real Sociedad only scores 0.91 goals on average. Um, so it's there, there if uh, Real Sociedad will allow another clean sheet to Real Madrid. The previous game between these teams at Santiago Bernabeu during the 
La Liga season a year ago was quite a bit surprised as um, uh, Real Sociedad won that uh, 2-0. Uh, while Real Madrid has been quite dominant this the matchup um, earlier years, they have been winning it by two or, or by three goals, um, usually when they have been playing at home. Um, accuracy of AccuScore predictions um, have been okay. There hasn't been too much value in these matchups between usually the odds for the home favorite in La Liga, like um, Real Madrid or, or Barcelona, are very low. And uh, even though they are predicted to win this easily, uh, there is no value to bet on those. So we have had um, value only twice. And uh, one was correct, um, Real win, uh, Real Madrid win. And then other one uh, we predicted to be some value for a draw outcome. And then that was when um, Real Sociedad one year ago. All right, we'll see if Real Madrid's defense can be as stout as we thought they could be for the past few games. Thank you guys so much. You can check out all their information at AccuScore.com and at AccuScore on Twitter. When we come back, we're going to be discussing a top matchup in Italy between Milan and Napoli. Stay tuned, everyone. Listen to what Chris said about Andro 400. I've lost almost 40 pounds in 10 weeks. My son was getting married, and when I went for the suit fitting, I was a size 48. And when I went back to do the final fitting, I was a 44. I have more energy, that's for sure. I probably lost four inches around my belly. I'm 57, and I'm back when I was in my 30s. Here's what Dwayne said about Andro 400. This product really works. I'm an old guy, and I don't trust nobody. And I've tried all kinds of stuff. It's one of the few things I've ever bought that works. I couldn't believe it. I feel better. I have more energy. I walk 12 miles a day. I feel great. It changed my life. It really has. It's really incredible. Guys, if you'd like to lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. andro400.com. Someone is searching your name or business online. What will they find? Do you have negative search results online? Do you have false accusations? Records from a legal situation or bad press from your past? To reclaim your reputation, call 1-888-WE-DELETE or visit GuaranteedRemovals.com. That's 1-888-933-3538 or visit GuaranteedRemovals.com. If there is any negative information about you online, GuaranteedRemovals.com will permanently delete it for you. That's right, it is possible to remove negative content from the internet. And GuaranteeRemovals.com is the only company focusing on permanently deleting negative online content. We have successfully removed over 10,000 links, including news articles, arrest records, legal documents, business complaints, blogs, pictures, videos, and more. We offer a no-money upfront guarantee. You don't pay until your online content is removed. Call 1-888-WE-DELETE to talk to our dedicated specialists who are here to assist you. That's 1-888-933-3538 or GuaranteedRemovals.com. 
Were you scammed into signing a timeshare contract? And did you miss the part that said you have to pay for your great idea? Not only for the rest of your life, but when you're not here anymore, you get to pass this turkey onto your family for them to pay for the rest of their lives. Thanks, Dad. Don't burden your family down the road and don't be stuck with expensive timeshare payments forever. Get out of your bad idea, timeshare contract guaranteed or pay nothing. Call Resort Release today and learn for free how their timeshare exit team can help you legally exit your timeshare contract. They've helped thousands of people and they're A-plus rated with a BBB. So if you feel scammed, get mad and get out of your expensive timeshare contract right now, guaranteed. Call N-O-W. 800-804-7060. That's 800-804-7060. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Free Kick on the Sports Grid TV Network. Martino Puccio, Gio Cozzolino alongside me here. Getting into some more matchups today, and one of the bigger matchups this weekend is between Milan and Napoli. These are two clubs that Gio and I both follow very closely. I follow Milan. Gio follows Napoli, but first we're going to get into the Napoli side of things. This is one of the more hectic clubs at the moment in all of Europe and technically really all of sports. Um, a lot of drama going on there. Who's going to retreat? Who's not going to retreat? Who's getting fined? Who's staying? Who's going? Uh, Gio, there's so much going on here with Napoli. They're not really in form. Uh, the defenders haven't been as great as you would like with Koulibaly and Manolas. Um, they've been hitting the post about five times a game, it seems. They can't put the ball in the back of the net. Uh, what, what do you make of this so far, and, and do you think international break came at a good time? I definitely think the break came at a good time. Napoli is literally a pure mess right now, like you mentioned, whether it's people not going to the retreat and possibly getting fined, who's with the club, who's not, who's against Ancelotti, if that's the case, who's against the club president. So things aren't that great for Napoli. They're uh, winless in their last five games, a loss to Roma, who also lost against Parma. So it's not like Roma is the best side in the league, even though they have been doing well uh, and near that top four. But it's just a Napoli side where you come into the season, you think they're going to compete for the Scudetto or top two, and they're not even close right now in seventh. And I know it's way too early to talk about it. But like I said, a loss to Roma, still winless in five games with four draws, uh, one of those coming against Salzburg when the whole drama happened there. Like you mentioned, I mean, defensively, they haven't been great. Medet has had to make plenty of saves for this Napoli side all year long so far. Um, and that's why people are, you know, asking for him to be on the national team. But defensively, Koulibaly also hasn't looked the same. He's finally coming around maybe in the past couple games where they played a little bit better, but they just can't finish. You mentioned it already before. The post is Napoli's best friend, apparently, in this season. They've, I think, around hit 14 posts already this season uh, in, in, in the games that they've played so far. The most in the league. They just can't put it in the net, but they love hitting the woodwork. I think that they need to go out and get the win here, but they are a mess. And they also have some injuries. We don't know if um, if Mertens will play, although he said he's in good condition right now. Uh, Milik looks hurt. Alan is still suffering from the knee injury against Atalanta a couple weeks ago. So it's a banged-up Napoli side, um, but also Milan who's banged up. So it's both teams are suffering on, on different ends. Yeah, I, I think for Napoli, this is definitely a must-win, considering the type of fixtures that they have coming up soon because if you look forward towards the Champions League they have that return leg against Liverpool and it's not a given that they're into the knockout stage they're in pretty good shape but they got to go to Anfield and they're at the San Siro now where Milan plays I think this is a very difficult game for them 
And, and they played each other really tough last year, right? They both won a game. One was in Coppa Italia for Milan. They drew at the San Siro last year. They've actually drawn twice, two scoreless draws the past two times at the San Siro. Um, Napoli gets the wins at home here. Um, Napoli, let's face it, right? They're the better squad. They're more talented overall. Milan's playing a little bit better. They were also a club that was in disarray at the start of the season. They're not picking up the points that you would like them to pick up. And this is another tough matchup for them in a stretch where they face Juve, Lazio, and now Napoli. And this is towards the end of it. They played really well against Juve. You probably would have liked for international break to come after this match, simply because you want to ride high on that momentum that you had at Juventus. But here, they don't have Benacer, they don't have Hakan Chalanoglu. I think this is going to be a little bit easier of a matchup for Napoli. I guess you could say easier matchup, but you never know with Napoli just because they make things tougher on them all the time. But listen, I think Milan, with already seven losses, which I'm surprised to even see when I go back and look at the table, seven losses at this point is just insane. They don't draw, but they, they just aren't getting a point even. Um, so even just to think about that is just it's pretty crazy. But like you said, Napoli, I think talent-wise, not even being biased, it's just they have the talent, more talent than Milan. Milan's also a group that kind of went younger a little bit. They're trying to, you know, gel together, and they still have pieces that they might sell off and who's not going to return to the team soon enough, but that's for another day. Uh, but with Napoli also, they finally have Manolas back in training, who was brought in to be partnered with Koulibaly for uh, for the season, especially if Koulibaly leaves, uh, leaves at the end of the season. He's kind of there as the, as the backstop, and we'll see what happens. But... I think that uh, Napoli, even with who's out, uh, like I said, Milik and Alan, can still put on a team that should get a positive result. Zielinski in the midfield, whether you have Fabian there, uh, even Elmas who can come in and play even though he's a youngster uh, from Macedonia. So Napoli has the quality, I just don't know if they'll, they'll go and perform the way they, they want to perform, especially the recent form that they've been in, like I said, winless in five games. It's just a, a big stat because in the past couple seasons, Napoli rarely goes over those stretches where they're winless. You know what I mean? So those type of things are pretty rare. rare. And even under Ancelotti, people want to make a big deal of, you know, he's not really established his team. He always rotates. But last year, he they got to second place and finished, what, five points behind Juve or something like that. So they, it's not that they don't have the, the quality or, or don't know how to play against Ancelotti. I just feel like the motivation after a couple of bad results and the mentality that me and you always talk about too, Napoli's mentality is just very bad so and that's the way it goes so I think that this this game though like you mentioned Napoli needs a win and they'll probably go out for the win yeah. at plus 115 I like Napoli to win this game on the road uh, they need to snap that winless streak and if they want any chance of getting top four this is the place where you got to start and push for that because like I said they're in seventh and and while you know third maybe third through seventh is kind of you know very close in points they can get back with a win and then start building from there so we'll see what happens. I mean, it's it's a it's a must-win situation, I think. Yeah, I, I think it's a must-win for them too, right? And, and look, I think it's obviously a both must-win situation because you highlight Milan's seven losses. I mean, it's terrible. It's one of the worst starts that they've ever had. And that's saying something because of recent stretches uh, in past seasons. Uh, look, Napoli has to come out here firing. I, I know you mentioned they hit the woodwork a lot, but how many times are they going to be hitting the woodwork, right? And knowing Milan, Milan gives up goals in, in, in stoppage time against goalkeepers, against relegation side teams. So it wouldn't surprise me if Napoli all of a sudden breaks that, uh, you know, bad luck with the, with the post and all that stuff. Because, look, Milan really struggled defensively as well, and I know we highlighted how Napoli do that. I, I don't 
get why the odds makers are kind of leaning towards this because they did this again last week. I think they're giving Milan too much credit because last matchup, Lazio was plus 155 at the San Siro and they didn't win there for 30 years. I took that bet and I won some money. Yeah, my team lost, but I won some money, so I'll take it, right? Um, and, and then again here, the past two games, they were 0-0 at the San Siro, but at the same time to me, it, you got to look at form. I go off of form instead of history. And if form is telling me that Milan is playing terrible at home too, because they're playing better on the road, oddly enough, right? Um, when it used to be a fortress. But if you're playing poorly there, I think Napoli plus 115 there. But what about the total? What about goal scoring totals? Again, we talk about how FanDuel has so many different totals that you could bet on. If you were to have to pick a number amount of goals, let, let's set it at one and a half because they haven't, no team has scored in the past two years there um, in Serie A. What would you go with? Do you see that happening or do you see Napoli exploding for like three? That's actually where I was going to go next with the, the total of goals. I think actually over uh, one and a half is kind of uh, diminishing. Plus 270. I think, I think that you can even go to over two and a half. Mm -hmm. I think we can see even... Uh, three goals in this match because I, I said before Napoli's defense is a little shaken up also their uh, left back situation is not great with Gulam back in training but not the same Gulam of old um, Ruiz banged up so they've been playing either Husai who's a right back on the left side uh, or playing um, they're either playing Luperto as well who's a youngster and not proven although he has been decent the past couple games and even last year where Nacholota used him uh, over two and a half because I feel like now they can easily concede a goal and I also see them scoring one But I, I don't feel like this is a draw. That's why I, I I rather go with over two and a half I think that this is a game where one has to come out with the win We've already discussed the place of where they are in the standings right now in the table They're both kind of desperate for a win Milan maybe more than Napoli, but also the way things have been going for Napoli I think they're equally as desperate even though things don't seem as gloomy for them right now as dark uh, You know and where they are in the standings but over two and a half, I can definitely see a 2-1 game, 3-1 for one team. You keep saying you think Napoli's going to come out and have a scoring parade because of yes. the way Milan's been playing. Yes. So, you know, you can even reach over three and a half. I think that's pushing it. Um, I'd feel confident taking my money and putting it on over two and a half, though. I don't know how you feel about that. I, you see, two and a half right now is at minus 110. And, and the thing about that is that I'm comfortable with it only because if Milan do get a goal, what they do is they lose focus often. And, and when they do that... They allow in a ton of goals. And Napoli has the potential to score a ton of them. And, and I don't care if they're hitting the post. To me, hitting the post, it depends on how you look at it, right? Because if you're hitting the post, you're angry because you're not scoring goals. But at the same time, you're still creating opportunities and chances to put that goal in the back of the net. And now I know Napoli doesn't have the greatest mentality of the world, and we always highlight that. But if you just kind of change your perspective, change your mentality, and say, okay, if that ball goes two inches to the right or a few inches to the left, we got a goal there. And then one goes in the back of the net and you start to, like, you know, it's a domino effect. You start to see more and more in there. I think Koulibaly has really picked it up over the course of the season as well. And, and let's face it, the whole right side of Napoli's defense is new, right? With Di Lorenzo, Manolas, and with Koulibaly coming in from, from the AFCON tournament, it's going to take time for that to gel. And I know fans are a little impatient because it might be the end of a cycle where we don't see Napoli potentially winning a major trophy. But at this point, the goal for them, they have to finish top four. And to finish top four, you have to beat up on bad teams, and especially bad teams like Milan that are having a poor stretch. So I, I do see this being a match in which Napoli Napoli does this. They they pick up all the goals here, uh, over two and a half, minus 110. Yeah, I, I would be fine parlaying this on top of a Napoli money line win. But 
What about Milan? I know, I know it's a plus 230 money line win. Is there any scenario in your head, and I know you're kind of negative, do you see a scenario in which Milan actually do pull out three points? Yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, Milan has some quality to them. It's not like they're... Uh, 20th place in, in the league were close were <laughs> close but shouldn't be there at all whatsoever they should not be there um, and even where they are now I'm shocked because I thought you know top eight at least for now just building up into the season is where they should be um, but like you said I think Milan there's a chance that they can come out with the win you never know especially with Napoli defensively you've mentioned it the right side is is still new and like I said before the left side is still uh, it's kind of like in an awkward position. They're kind of misfits over there because they're playing out of position, some of them. And I think like Koulibaly, like you said before, was kind of playing um, as if he had to do everything. He was overplaying, mm. I think, because with Manolas injured the past couple of games, it's kind of like he was going out there and thinking he had to do everything. So Milan could, could pull it out. They could score goals, and Piontek has scored against Napoli before. Yes, yeah, in the Coppa Italia game. Um, so I'm going to go with Napoli uh, money line here. I'm going to go over one and a half to two and a half goals. I'm not sure which one I'm going to pick yet, but I'm leaning towards one of the two. What are you going to have real quick? Napoli's uh, snaps their streak. I think they win, and I would go over two and a half. All right. Well, there you have it. Mr. Positivity for once with Napoli. <laughs> when we come back, we're going to be discussing some more Serie A matchups and a Premier League matchup. Stay tuned. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour champion, 2017 world number one. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Searching for an outdoor oasis but don't have time to catch a flight? Join us in the heart of Midtown at Versa, packed with good vibes, great views, and service unmatched. Fully stocked with five bars throughout the venue. Aside from our stellar dining menu, Tuesday through Friday, our culinary team has curated a delectable rotation of food activations to be featured on our patio from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. Join us for nonstop fun on one of New York City's largest patios as rooftop season is finally upon us. Located at 215 West 35th Street, New York, New York. Official partners of the New York Knicks and the New York Rangers. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and pick up five quarts of O'Reilly full synthetic motor oil and a microguard filter for $19.99. Extend the life of your vehicle and save money with five quarts of O'Reilly full synthetic motor oil and a microguard filter for $19.99. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supplies. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to madesailors.com. That's madesailors.com. Were you scammed into signing a timeshare contract? And did you miss the part that said you have to pay for your great idea? Not only for the rest of your life, but when you're not here anymore, you get to pass this turkey onto your family for them to pay for the rest of their lives. Thanks, Dad. Don't burden your family down the road and don't be stuck with expensive timeshare payments forever. Get out of your bad idea, timeshare contract guaranteed, or pay nothing. Call Resort Release today and learn for free how their timeshare 
Timeshare Exit team can help you legally exit your timeshare contract. They've helped thousands of people and they're A-plus rated with a BBB. So if you feel scammed, get mad and get out of your expensive timeshare contract right now, guaranteed. Call N-O-W. 800-804-7060-800-804-7060-800-804-7060-800-804-7060-800-804-7060-800-804-7060-800-804-7060-800-804-7060-800-804-7060-800-804-7060-800-804-7060-800-804-7060-800-804-7060-800-804-7060-800-
this is the second best team in the Premier League so far. I mean, there is nothing that tells me here that I'm going to back off on them, right? It's plus 105. I know it's a way to Brighton. You highlighted the the Tottenham Spurs matchup, but Spurs are they're dreadful. They're the most disappointing team outside of Arsenal and Manchester United in the Premier League this season. Um, but look, Leicester City here, I think it's safe to take them plus 105. I don't really see Brighton pulling off this upset. I think it could be another one of those teams that had a good stretch of three to four matches, then they fade. And then, you know, Leicester for me, I don't really see them fading. I think this was a lock for a top four. Said it a few weeks ago as well. Um, and, and again, the over under two and a half goals uh, is minus 108, overs minus 112. What do you like? I kind of like the under, but I'm mm. just saying, like an under kind of two and a half for me is it would be like a 2-0 Leicester win. Because I'm not confident in Brighton really scoring a goal, and the most I could see is one from them, but they've mm. also been banged up looking at their injuries. There's some guys back in training, but Dunk is out, a big part of their team as well. So I, I feel like Leicester can go in there. Probably You probably get more value under one and a half, just like you said. Under two and a half is minus 108, so just... Think about one and a half could be, and you could also parlay that with a Leicester win. I'm kind of shocked, though, I want to say that uh, a Leicester win is plus 105. Mm -hmm. I feel like at the rate they've been going, you'd get a negative number. So plus 105 isn't too bad if you want to take Leicester. I would definitely take Leicester as well. I think you, you go towards their form, and I know you also mentioned before you don't really like history. You like to, to see where the form is now, and they're very hot. Um, and they've also been five straight wins in all competitions, three on the road. So it's not like they, can, they can't go on the road and win a game. They can definitely go on the road and win a game. You mentioned it also. And if you guys also want to make some money, you should probably look into a goal scorer prop also. Um, if you want to pivot off Vardy, like we mentioned before, Madison and Telemans probably gives you better odds. And those are people that probably can score a goal as well. But what do you think with goals where you're going with? I, well, well, the thing about uh, this match, you're going to have to get first goal score correct. And I was looking at it, and Vardy's at a high plus number. But at the same time, with a team like Leicester, and I understand Vardy's very hot, I tend to kind of stay away from first goal score just because how many times do we see in matchups and games that are like, that guy just put a goal in there. Like he he has like a regular goal scoring, but like I imagine Dennis Prayet scores the goal. Like you wouldn't be completely stunned by it, but you're like, okay, yeah, that kind of makes sense. But then again, it's like when Vardy scores, it's like, damn, I should have put the money on Vardy because I mean the guy's on fire. He might win top goal scorer of the season, and I know that's something we talked about last season too, uh, last episode, excuse me. Um, so here I like the under in which you mentioned. They played against Arsenal. They, they didn't give up any goals against them, and I know they've been struggling, but that attack is, is nothing to mess with because they could bounce on any opportunity that they have. But at the same time, they only scored the two goals there. And, and again, it's on the road. We highlighted how road teams or home teams that are kind of lesser talented, like a Brighton, a Sheffield United, they play very tough defensive games. So I definitely see this going under the number for two and a half here as well. And then again, plus money with Leicester, it just feels like I should be all over it. Potentially could be a trap. I do see a scenario in which they draw, but no way do I see Brighton winning this. I, I really don't, simply because of form and, and the way Leicester is playing. So what, do you, what are you going to officially go with? I'm going to go with uh, the Leicester win. I think it's okay. probably safer to say that, and I also agree. The worst case scenario might be a draw rather than a Brighton win. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's safe to say as well. But we're going to be moving on to one of the better matchups of the weekend, Atalanta-Juve. Again, Hugh, uh, Atalanta is very, there's a lot of parallels you could draw with Atalanta and Leicester City. Atalanta didn't really win a league title, obviously, because no one does it in Serie A anymore except Juve. But they made Champions League for the first time in their history, which is almost comparable to what Leicester is doing so far this season. 
We know their goal scoring output is absurd. They're not gonna have Ilicic in this matchup. Duvan Zapata, if he plays, is coming off an injury. So it's gonna be difficult against one of the best defenses in all of Europe, despite Chiellini not being in this one for Juve due to injury. But Gio, in this matchup, they've been pretty good lately because Atalanta doesn't shy away from anyone, right? And Juve, they always find a way to pick up the three points, but they don't dominate like they should. Uh, what are you looking for in this matchup? I, th I think I want to lean towards a Juve win, but the reason I say that is just because I feel like Antalanta has finally gotten through that period where they're starting to fade a little bit. But like you mentioned, they do play up to competition. It seems like kind of like I, I think of a Napoli who plays up to competition. Like these other teams who, who have the quality, but then they play a, you know, when Benevento was in the league, it was terrible, or Udinese who was still in the league now, and they don't play well. But I think Atalanta has been fading a little bit. They've been winless in their last four matches. Two Serie A draws, obviously the draw to Man City, like you mentioned, in the Champions League. And a loss to Coyote, although I'll give respect to Coyote, who's been amazing so far. So not to give, you know, discredit them. But I think Atalanta's finally on the on the lower end now. And also Ilicic is a big part of that team going forward. I understand they'll still have Papu, but I think Malinovsky's also out, who's been very good in the midfield for them. So I, I, I just feel like, if, and if Duvon's not there, they're going to have to rely on Papu, and all Juve really has to do is mark him and not really too, worry too much about anyone else. Muriel could score a goal, although it kind of seems unlikely, yeah. and, and Juve will have, you know, Dybala, Ronaldo, who we'll talk about as well. Um, but for me, I think Juve's the way to go, and obviously they are actually a plus 125 on the road. Mm. It's probably good to have Juve. You never really get plus numbers in the city. Mm. Like we mentioned, they always win the league. So I think that's also a good way to go. I don't know how you're leaning. Yeah, no, no, no. I totally agree with everything you said in terms of Juve plus money here, especially with the guys that are going to be out for Atalanta, I would definitely lean Juve. And again, Cristiano Ronaldo, he has been playing pretty poor. This is probably this worst stretch that he's had at Juve. Probably one of the worst stretches he's had in his career the past decade or so. Um, we, we know the issues that he had coming off against Locomotive, AC Milan. Uh, we didn't know if it was an injury or not. He was saying an injury, left the stadium early. Then he comes back. Uh, for Portugal, seemingly like he didn't get hurt at all. Picked up about around four goals during the international break. Pretty amazing for a guy who just got hurt, right? Um, so now he comes back into the fold in this team. Do you see one of these matches? This is the typical Cristiano Ronaldo match. Chip on his shoulder, dominates a team that that is good enough to beat Juve or hang with them, but he just simply says, no, I still got this. I'm one of the best players in the world, and this is why I'm top three for Ballon d'Or seemingly every single season. Yeah, absolutely. This is probably one of those comeback games for Ronaldo. And I also agree that this is probably one of the worst stretches, not even for Juve, I think in his career. We, mm. He's not really scoring too many goals. Whether he's really fit or not, we won't know that. That's always something that's kind of like a dramatic topic when you talk about injuries, because you don't know who's being a prima donna and who's not. But he's Cristiano Ronaldo, even if he doesn't score an open play, Juve get one penalty, who else are you going to put up there to take the penalty? It's going to be Ronaldo, and what, what happens more often than not? He's going to hit 99% of the penalties. So all he needs is one situation where he needs to score a goal, and I could probably see him scoring a goal. I'm not sure what the odds are for that, but if he's playing, it's probably a good bet to score in a big game. Um, he also scored against Genoa a couple of games ago where they got the penalty, and he stepped up in stoppage time and scored it for them. And we've also seen, though, that Juve can win without Ronaldo, like mm -hmm. you've mentioned before. He's not playing great, so they've been winning games. Dybala is probably having one of the greatest seasons he's had in the past couple years uh, since moving from Palermo. But with the whole drama in the summer, was he going to stay or not? He's been very productive for them. I like him a lot in this game as well. So I can definitely see Juve coming away with it. You also mentioned they're not the same Juve side who 
you know, dom well, excuse me, who don't dominate all the time. They're the, kind of that Juve side, like Allegri, that they kind mm -hmm. of just kind of get these wins, 1-0, 2-1. They kind of grind those out, and they haven't been as dominant as prior years is what I meant to say. Um, but I still think they'll get the result. I, I don't see how they won't get the result, even against under Sadi, and it's not Allegri. They've been grinding wins out, and Sadi's not at, as known for that. He's known for that beautiful football, scoring mm. goals and whatnot. And Atalanta is the one who has the 30 goals in the league, while Juve has around 20. So it's actually the other way around with this matchup. But I still think Juve comes away with it. I, I don't think it matters if Ronaldo's on the top of his game or not. I think the over-under is actually kind of interesting. Because the under is 2.5 when you, when you go for 2.5, plus 110. I, I kind of do see that happening. I don't see this kind of match where it's goals galore, where everyone's just putting them in the back of the net. I think there's going to be a healthy amount of chances where it could potentially get over 2.5. But this is a really important battle for an Atalanta because... I think there's more competitors for the top four than they would have liked. They got off to a better start than they did last year, but there's a lot of injuries in this. They could be a little bit more defensive, but I do not love Atalanta's defense, right? I am not that kind of person that sits there and say, you know, that's a defense that's gonna keep them in every single match. And we've seen the struggles that they've had in Europe and some of the top teams of the season, right? I don't think they're gonna be that great. I know they're at home against Bergamo. Gasparini is just, I mean, he's a totally different magical manager when he's been at Atalanta. But to me, I don't know. It just feels like, again, another two weeks of international break and training with the whole Juve squad to get adapted to Saudi system. I think it's going to bode well for them there. So I definitely see that happening. Uh, so again, at the end here, I'm just going to pick Juve plus 125. I think it'll be over two and a half goals. That's minus 134. What do you have? I can definitely see the over happening. And I'm also kind of shocked, though, when you look at Atalanta, that they're only plus 200. And I understand that that's because of the place they're in the table, but I feel like that should be a little higher. But you kind of got to jump all over the plus money for Juventus. You rarely see that, like we mentioned before. You have to jump all over that. I can definitely see a parlay with the over. I kind of like that as well. Mm. But this is going to be one of those t typical Juventus games. Gets go away, grind it out, and you come out with another three points, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, look, it's really hard to bet against Juve these days, especially when you got Antalanta in this matchup. I think it's really going to go down to the wire, but it'll be a close one, 2-1, to one, if you want to hit that number. When we come back, we're going to be talking about one of the better bets for the week. Stay tuned, everybody. I weighed 329 pounds. I was a heart attack waiting to happen. I got Andro 400. It makes me not so hungry. I started noticing more energy. I noticed my belly was starting to shrink up. I started seeing weight come off. 80 some pounds. I went from 330 to 245. For a 56-year-old guy to lose that much weight, it took something, brother. I feel great. I feel like I was when I was 35 years old. That was Ruben. Now listen to what Josh says about Andro 400. Well, I'll tell you, man, that stuff really works. It was insane. I've heard the commercials walk for a decade. I was like, yeah, I'm just going to try it. My pants are like falling off. It really works. I bought suits last year for my new job and they're falling off of me. It's insane. Guys, if you want to lose belly fat, gain energy, strength, and muscle, and look and feel years younger, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. That's 888-400-0435. andro400.com. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. 
We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS. WeatherTech.com, proudly made in America. The sun can make your outdoor deck and patio space so hot and uncomfortable, you can't use it. But now there's the Sunsetter Retractable Awning. A Sunsetter Retractable Awning opens and closes in just 60 seconds, and it keeps your patio about 20 degrees cooler. It provides instant shade and protection from the sun's harmful rays. You can get your Sunsetter for as little as $5.99 when you call now to get your special $200 discount certificate and free awning idea kit. You're going to love your Sunsetter Retractable Awning. Sunsetter awnings are assembled in America and guaranteed to last for years. So call 800-869-5446 now to get a free awning idea kit with DVD plus your $200 Sunsetter discount certificate. This is a limited time offer, so call 800-869-5446 now. That's 800-869-5446 for your free awning idea kit with DVD and $200 discount certificate. There's no obligation, so call 800-869-5446 now. Hello everybody and welcome back to the final segment of the free kick. Martino Puccio, Gio Cozzolino alongside me. I know we might be a little biased here, but we couldn't avoid this matchup between Torino and Inter. Really quickly, Gio, this matchup is going to be away to Torino. Inter heavy favors here, they're getting minus numbers. Do you like that? I don't honestly. I think I'd rather go with... Uh a draw in this matchup. Mm. I know it kind of seems crazy. I'm not confident enough in Torino to pick a win, which is plus 340. You could get a lot of money if you're brave enough with that. I'm not brave enough, brave enough with that. I'm always negative as well. So I'm going to go with the draw on the, on the easier side for me at least. Uh, I, I could definitely see an Inter win. I like Belotti's form right now. He's, even in the national team, he's been very good. But you know, you think about Inter's defense, whether they play Godin or not, even if they don't, Skriniar, De Vries, so I mean, their defense is probably the best in the Serie A right now, yeah. even better than Juve's was banged up, obviously. Yeah. But I like a draw. I feel like Torino could either score a goal or it could even be goalless. It's not like I'm too confident in Inter either because you have to rely on Lautaro and, and Lukaku, who aren't always on the head. You know, they, they could always have a game where they're kind of a flop. We've seen it in the Champions League yeah. that they you know don't always produce that Slavia Prague game. Yeah. I think about that as well. And I could see an under two and a half. I don't know how you're feeling. But yeah, no, no, I really like the under two and a half simply because I think Inter is playing really well. They grind in out a bunch of wins. They're kind of getting that trait that Juve has where they don't play great for 90 minutes, but all they need is a good five to 10 minute stretch, put away their chances. You saw what they did with Barella. They've stepped up too with some of the injuries to guys like Sensi and that. Um, and again, they've only lost one game. The only game was at home to Juve, and that was a tough one. That went down to the final whistle. But at the same time, it's Juve too, so there's not always some shame in putting in that. And Inter weren't predicted to win this, but I don't know. I kind of want to stay away from Inter minus 120 here, simply because they haven't played their greatest. This game's away. Torino plays tough. I think is going to give some issues for Lukaku or Lautaro Martinez, whoever is on that day. So for me, I'm going to stay away from that. But I really love under two and a half goals, simply because Inter is not as per 
prolific as you would like them to be. Torino isn't going to have an easy time scoring. I don't think they're going to score at all. So if I see this, it'll be 2-0, 1-0. So, yeah, I would go under 2.5. I assume you want under 2.5 yeah, as well. definitely under 2.5. I'll stick with the draw, though. I feel like mm. you're getting a little brave there. I think they can pull it out just because... We also, like we mentioned, Lukaku's producing, but you never really know what you're going to get. Just because um, I think the, Torino has what it takes at home. They're, I think, a lot better, usually, historically, at least speaking. Yeah. So I'll go with uh, an under 2.5, though. I think that's a safer bet. You kind of want to avoid negative, uh, a minus 1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Minus money on the road for a team like that against a tough team like Torino. I would definitely lean there as well. But thank you guys so much for watching our show this week. Please subscribe, like, comment on everything you like. See you next time.